your less than choosy film critic Scotch and Bob Harris here with another B-Movie Bonanza. Oh man, I tell you what, this was a no-brainer for us, wasn't it? It was, and it's funny because we've done, so far we've done Chopping Mall, we did Evil Tunes, and we did Strippers vs. Zombies, and earlier this week uh, Bob said, you know, we should maybe maybe make an effort to do one that's a little bit more wholesome, doesn't contain quite as much nudity, <laughs> and then boy did we belie that by uh, picking a, a, a movie called uh, Invisible Maniac that came out in 1990. Let me tell you how good this movie is, everybody, because I have this still on VHS. Yep. You had it on VHS. I did. You liked it so well, you had somebody transfer it to a <laughs> DVD for you. Isn't that sad? Uh, it's directed by Adam Rifkin, so it's got a little credibility. He's the same guy that directed Detroit Rock City. Got a big name to it, yep. Absolutely. And, uh, the, and, it, it, and it's you know based on the, the classic Invisible Man, which, by the way, I saw a trailer. There's a new Invisible Man that's coming out in February. Oh, really? Yeah, done by uh, Bloomhouse, the same company that did like the most recent Halloween, and they did... Uh, they oh, did I the think new, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, they did the new Black Christmas that I just went to, but uh, it looks really good. Wow, okay. Invisible Maniac was not really good. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a word taken out of this title, by the way. Oh, was because it? Because well, it was once known as the Invisible Sex Maniac. Oh, I didn't know that. They took the word sex out of it. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, so... When it starts off, it, and it you know, lets you know right away what type of a picture it is, because you see young Kevin Dornwinkle, who is using a telescope to spy on, on the neighbor lady who's undressing, and he gets caught by his mom, who, boy, <laughs> she let him have it, and calls him a little pervert, and you make me sick, and all this, which obviously scars him, because years later, he grows up to be this nerdy socially awkward scientist and we see him at what I guess is some kind of scientific conference but it looks like it's just taking place in some little conference hall somewhere. It doesn't look like a big major scientific convention but he decides he's going to demonstrate his invisibility serum that he's invented and it fails and all the other scientists start laughing at him and I think it's so funny because the maturity level of the scientists, one of them yells out the only thing invisible, Dornwinkle is your brain! <laughs> I remember that. What scientist would do that, yeah. And it's and it's and it's the standard procedure when it comes to things like this because mm-hmm. they test it out on an animal and then all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, it's got to go into his veins. Yep, that's he right. has to become invisible. Well, first of all, he attacks the the uh, scientists who are like laughing at him and ends up killing somebody, I think, because they put him in a psychiatric hospital and he escapes and then he uh, becomes a, a school teacher, right? Yep, he goes and becomes high school teacher, like a uh, high school physics class. And the students are the most unlikable group of kids I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just <laughs> tormenting them relentlessly. If you heard, if you know the word click, what we're talking about, yep. there were definitely clicks in this motion picture. But while he's working there, he does, yeah. yes, he gets the opportunity to work on his serum. And like you said, first he uh, makes an animal invisible and then boom, makes himself invisible and immediately goes and looks around in a girl's locker room. Because that's the type of thing you do, I guess, when you're an <laughs> invisible pervert, <laughs> invisible sex maniac. Yeah. So this uh, is, this stars uh, uh, not only Noel Peters, but four young ladies, and you're familiar with a couple of them, right? Uh, Melissa Moore, who's been in a lot of this type of stuff. She was in Hard to Die and Sorority House Massacre 2. And then there's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Savannah. Uh, I'm trying to think of her. Uh, Shannon Wilsey is her name. Yeah. Who's not alive anymore. 
No, she's the one. She, by the way, this is so funny. Well, I shouldn't say it's that funny, but <laughs> the way of her demise that comes in is so stupid. It's just unbelievable. But she is in the shower, and she does have a wrenched shoulder. She mm-hmm. wants to soak it up and get it nice and hot. <laughs> and then something happens to her. They throw a radio in there. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to tell them? <laughs> Spoiler alert. A little uh, late for uh, it now. Yeah, what, in 1990? That would be, what, uh, 29 years? Yeah, yeah, I think at yeah. this point we've, we've... If they haven't seen it yet, right. you know, no spoiler. There. So yeah, she gets a. There are. That's the thing. There's some. There's. It's more fun than it should be because there actually are some pretty unique kills in there. That Bubba getting force fed a sandwich and you actually like see it getting stuffed down his throat and Betty gets choked by a fire hose and then the the electrocution by way of radio in the shower. I yeah. thought that was a good one. It is in, in in a way. I mean, even though it's kind of a you know it, it's a, it's a B theme to it for sure. But there is some interesting effects when you talk about the hose and that type of thing. Yeah. They do do some interesting stuff. And the part when they like there's a part where they shove uh, his head into a uh, like a, a fish tank and you can actually see the outline or is it his head or his hand you actually see the outline in the water but you know you don't see the hand I thought that was pretty cool that's neat I, yeah. I, I don't recall that at the moment but uh, mm-hmm. I'm not doubting you at all but there was one incident though where he does do a jump he just <laughs> yeah. stomps on something. Mm-hmm. That was kind of gross, but exactly. you didn't see anything. No, you don't see it. Yeah. Being it's the late 80s, early 90s, of course, they have uh, Kevin Dornwinkle, the evil professor, saying a few kind of Freddy Krueger-ish type of lines as he's running around and killing the kids. Uh, I thought some of it was kind of clever. He had the most bizarre laugh, though, that I've ever heard. <laughs> It, it was, was so pretty, weird. It was pretty over the top, wasn't it? Oh my word! So. And also, you, so you have a very uh, like a creepy mute janitor, and then uh, I think uh, some of the laughs come from the uh, the the oversexed principal, who I think it, it's it's a female principal. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. probably one of the worst actresses. This the way she <laughs> delivers the lines is so awful. But she was in there for other reasons, obviously, than her acting ability. She has been in other. She's been in different types of movies than what than to, uh, be one like this. Let's yeah. put it this way. Okay, I, I believe she has anyway. <laughs> so, but I still, you know, in spite of all of its flaws, I have to say this movie has is, is, is made me laugh many times over the years. I I had it when it first came out on VHS, and like Bob said, years later, I actually tracked somebody down who had a a DVD burner so I could transfer it to DVD because you can't purchase this movie on DVD. It's never been released on DVD. Never been released, yeah. It's one of those deals, too, back in the earlier days where they were actually sending me movies to review, Hmm. and I was giving them short little reviews and sending back, and all of a sudden this one, they they say, hey, do you want to look at Invisible Maniacs? I looked at the story, and I said, oh, they got to be kidding me on this. (laughs) Yes, send it to me. I'll take a look at it. And uh, you're right. You get a lot of great laughs right. in and this. It's, it's kind of a precursor to, there's a movie called Hollow Man that came out with, I think, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah. That one It's a little bit similar to this, you know, the the uh, perverse nature of somebody who's got uh, uh, the power of invisibility and how, you know, all the moral implications of it. This one doesn't delve into that too deeply. <laughs> I don't think it takes itself very seriously, but I'd recommend checking out uh, Invisible Maniac if you're in for that sort of thing. I did find one quote in an interview with uh, E! Magazine, the Hollywood the Hollywood story, I should say. And they had uh, Billy Sheehan recounted how Wilsley was utterly humiliated during the film's premiere. <laughs> really? Uh, and if she, she, whenever the audience would laugh at one of her lines, she could not differentiate whether they were laughing at her person or the character. Right. Now, she's the one who was an adult film actress, and I believe, I don't know if she had an overdose or if she ended up killing herself, but she really wanted to get into mainstream films. And sadly, she only did a couple of these 
B type pictures. And yeah, she's not a strong actress. Yeah, she only died like twenty three, I think, something like yeah. that. It was she was she was in the drugs, and I think there was her was line suicide. About, her line about wrenching her shoulder does really stand out the way she delivers it. It's, uh, it's uh, some and strong that, acting. That poor radio, I tell you, that was a classic that they destroyed. <laughs> so there you go, our B movie bonanza for this week, The Invisible Maniac. Check it out. Double thumbs up from both of us. All right, have a good weekend. Bob Harris here from the Mighty 790 KFGO and Scotch for Jack FM.